the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And uh, Lundy, uh, you had a good time at the All-Star game last night. Chris Bryant, uh, stranding, what was it, like a million guys on base, unfortunately? <laughs> I, I know a lot of people yeah. are calling KB out, but it was a heck of a catch in left field. Uh, by the AL with that bases loaded opportunity for him the second time around. The first time inexcusable with the strikeout. Uh, but he, you know, fell short. A lot of people were like, oh, the under is going to prevail. I had the over. Or, oh, the NL, you're killing me. But it was a very profitable night for you because you hit every single wager that you tossed out there. You talked about Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, he got the MVP. You were on the AL, plus 100 wins straight up. You were on the under. I was on the over, so I lost there. And he also tailed me on the odds boost last night for the American League to win and score five or more runs at plus 155. So uh, you're rolling in the greenbacks, man. You're uh, you're paying up for the filet mignon instead of the $3 tough steak, aren't you? Hey, we, we know how this works, though, Brad. That's a, That was a profitable couple of nights for me between the derby and the game last night. But all that did was make up for some uh, <clears throat> difficult decisions uh, that I've made. <laughs> Uh, over the course of a couple of these NBA games. So I don't know. We've got some NBA tonight, but yeah, it's it, it ebbs and flows. The last two nights have been very good to me, which probably means you should fade the living daylights out of anything I say today on the pod. Yeah, that is highly recommended, America. Uh, definitely do the opposite of what Nate Lundy tells you. Uh, maybe you want to take some of those winnings and you want to invest it long term, Lundy, because our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, as I mentioned, they have a plethora of player props Available right now, and here is one recently posted at DraftKings. Regular season most receiving yards, Lundy, and the pack leader here is Calvin Ridley, but uh, it's still a a pretty attractive juice at plus 750. Justin Jefferson at plus 850. Stephon Diggs also at plus 850. Tyreek Hill plus 900 to go along with DeAndre Hopkins at plus 900. Then rounding things out among the quote-unquote favorites, if you will, DK Metcalf at 11-1. to And I'll be honest with you, man, I love this Ridley prop at plus 750. And if you do shop around, I've seen it at other places at points bet at 10-1 to uh, here recently. So, again, as we always recommend, you got to window shop to unearth the best values. But even if you use DraftKings exclusively at plus 750, I still think there is a lot of value to be had here. You look at Calvin Ridley. Uh, there's a certain someone that is no longer part of this franchise, Atlanta Falcons. That, of course, is Julio Jones, uh, who is now going to be pulling hamstrings uh, for the Tennessee Titans this upcoming season. And that last year accounted for 7.6 targets per game. So that is an enormous void that somebody's going to have to fill. More than likely, it's going to be Kyle Pitts, the outstanding rookie, generational guy at the tight end position that most scouts are just drooling over his prospects long term. But I think the Riddler uh, is going to befuddle the opposition early and often this year. I mean, last season, Lundy, he was number one in total air yards. Uh, He was number three in air yard share. Uh, He had the most deep targets with 40 in the entirety of the NFL. He had the most red zone targets uh, as well, not only for Atlanta, but in the entirety of the NFC. And, you know, you just go across the board 
number one, number two, number three, top five, and just about every single advanced analytic like that is out there. But most importantly, Lundy, it's all about the target share. It was 25.1% a season ago that accounted up for 143 targets. And a 17-game season, my man, I think it could be 160, maybe upwards of 170 targets, knowing the shortcomings of the Atlanta Falcons defense. And two, if you look at the odds makers just on the individual prop for Calvin Ridley receiving yards this year, universally the books have him at 1,350.5. So I think he is going to be the pace setter in receiving yards this season. And at 7.5 to 1, hell yes, that's worth a ticket. You're going to fly high caca, with the Falcon and with me as well this season, or are you going to go a different direction? No, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of Ridley. Obviously, he's the he's the odds leader, as you said, compared to everybody else that uh, is stacked up here. Justin Jefferson up there, et cetera. Devontae Adams, if you assume that uh, Aaron Rodgers will still be throwing him the ball sitting there at 14 to one. But yep. I think the value there, like sometimes when we look at these uh, the, some of these season props or, or you know, the, the leaders are not at this high of a plus number. Right. You might see somebody at a plus 300, plus yeah, 350, exactly. plus 400 yep. if it's really leaning towards the likelihood of somebody being the pack leader. But in this case, I think this is one of those that is hard enough for them to be able to predict that they're making it worth it for you as a better. They're saying if you're willing to tie this up, we're going to give you good odds. I think seven and a half to one is very tasty. Yeah, and if you do want to go with a little bit of a longer shot uh, to lead the NFL in receiving yards, how about Terry McLaurin at eighteen I was about to one, to baby? Say that I was about <laughs> to say that if I wanted to take a long shot. You look at what he did last season in terms of his yardage when you see him racking up uh, uh-huh. 1,118 with what that offense was last year. Uh, yeah, if you want to take a flyer on a long shot, I love the idea of McLaurin. Oh, him and the Lorax. Ryan Fitzpatrick could make beautiful music on the field this season. So, again, get in on those receiving yards props right now. With that, uh, let's go ahead and dive in on today's Fade five. Number five. All right. Normally it's a hockey hump day, Lundy, but uh, the NHL's done. Uh, The cup has probably got all kinds of uh, various infectious diseases swimming about still. Uh, as it's making the rounds here in the offseason, everybody getting their cup time. And I, I, you know, the best gig maybe in sports is the handler for the cup that the NHL has. The guy travels with it, delivers it to uh, jubilant owners or temporary owners of it and he's got to clean it though but he's always got the white gloves on that's a good gig i'm not gonna lie to you uh hanging out with some of the nhl's finest and partying their butts off in the process will that be the case for carson wentz meaning the confetti's gonna rain down on his 2021 campaign first with the indianapolis colts remember he was with philadelphia uh you know ruining the hearts and minds of a lot of Eagles fans that were out there. Uh, They became a little bit uh, crestfallen, despondent, and disgruntled with Carson Wentz. But he's now in Indy. He's got an elite offensive line. And for one of – that's just one of the many reasons. I am on the over 24.5 passing touchdowns for him in his inaugural campaign for this Colts franchise. Now, he's done this twice in his career. He did it in 2017 with Philly. Had 33 passing touchdowns in just 13 games. Uh, In 2019, he had 27 passing touchdowns and 16 contests. He's only played two full seasons in his NFL career. And you look at what he did last year, really fell off the continental shelf into a deep, dark abyss in many uh, completion percentage categories. Uh, His best performance in any single one was deep ball completion percentage at QB 28. Yikes. 
Uh, you look at some of the projections that are out there for Mike Clayt, ESPN, my buddy Jeff Ratcliffe from the Jeff Ratcliffe Show at SiriusXM. They both have him at 23 passing touchdowns each. So, uh, you know, I, I think what this boils down to is he going to be healthy, A. B, uh, I think Indy's ability to balance things out actually helps him because it alleviates some of the pressure. They had the ninth uh, heaviest run rate of any team in the league last year. But most importantly, Lundy, is the protection. Uh, the eighth highest pressure percentage, that's what he had to endure last season with the Eagles, and that's obviously going to improve greatly behind this Colts line. So I think he gets to 25-plus passing touchdowns. Fade or follow. This is all about health um, because I think he's in the right spot to have some success from a team standpoint. You brought up the running game that they've got and the tendencies they've got to keep it on the ground. That takes a lot of pressure off of Carson, obviously. But this is just a matter of staying on the field. I think that if he is out there and plays all 17 games, he's going to crush this number. Um, I, I actually think he gets up uh, in into 27, 28, 29 territory. Um, it's just a matter of staying on the field. So, And I, and I think that he can. That's a, that's a solid offensive line. I think they can protect him. I think he can stay upright um so i'm going to follow you on this one because i do think that i don't think he gets to 30 but i think he gets past this number if he's out there on the field because i think indy is set up for him to have success yeah don't sleep too hard on carson wentz to storm back with a vengeance and i want your vote go vote right now the over or the under via twitter at noisy huevos we'll share the results at the end of the pod today and any comments uh, you care to drop in Number four. All right, let's move on to, oh, my goodness gracious. We're going to have to break out a cartoon-sized sledgehammer on this one, Lundy, because I think we will. You and I talked about this on the SiriusXM Fantasy Show yesterday. Fade the Noise, the same name, uh, different uh, channel or means to access. Uh, by the way, it's uh, every Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on the SiriusXM Fantasy Channel. But it's Cortland Sutton. Giddy up. Arrgh! For the Bronco, over 950.5 receiving yards. Juiced up a little bit at minus 130, but I'm willing to pay it. Uh, again, two years ago, before he wrecked his knee, 72 receptions, 1,112 yards, and six touchdowns on 26.1% of the target share. I think he can come back. I think he not only can you know, match that effort, I think he can race past it, Lundy, because if you look two years ago, uh, with you know the the quarterback position, how sorrowful it was for the Denver Broncos. He was number seventy eight in catchable target percentage. Uh, was Sutton and yeah, Drew Locke has a chance uh, to get back under center, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to win this gig. Uh, there's still an outside chance, so a very slim one, that Aaron Rodgers could be the starting quarterback for this franchise, but. Bridgewater last season for the Carolina Panthers posted the seventh best catchable target rate of any quarterback in the NFL. You put that together with Sutton fully recovered from that knee injury. Remember, he suffered it in week two. And I think he absolutely destroys this number. Could be 1,200, could be 1,300 yards for him, and everything comes together seamlessly. So, fade or follow, I already knew what you're going to do. Cortland Sutton over 950.5 receiving yards at minus 130. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Uh, this is cartoon size sledgehammer. You're exactly right. <laughs> right. I am hammering the living daylights out of this number. And y'all listen to the podcast enough. You know that I do not like to tie up my money in season long props. Uh, this is one that I will do because I think this is such a no brainer. I cannot believe that this number is at 950. You already talked about some of the stats from 2019. I want to throw this one out there as well. I shared it on the radio show yesterday as well. There is a uh, uh, next gen stat that the NFL has that is the percentage share of a team's air yards. Mm. Okay, so mm. 
the overall percentage of air yards on the team. Back in 2019, Cortland Sutton had a share of 43.5%. Folks, that was number one in the entire NFL. That was more than Michael Thomas. That was more than Stephon Diggs, than OBJ, than Allen Robinson. That's the other guys that make up the top five of that particular category at 43.5%. And last year... Cortland Sutton obviously out because of the the ACL that he had uh, trying to make a tackle off of an interception. Um, the there was not a single wide receiver above forty percent last season in the NFL, and he was at forty three and a half in twenty nineteen. So he is going to come back with a vengeance. Um, I think he is going to absolutely shatter this number. And the reason he got brought up yesterday on the radio show was because Brad and I were talking about must haves and stay away from yep. when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, and Cortland Sutton is at the top of my must have list. I am going to be targeting him in every single league that I am in. I think he is destined to have a great twenty twenty one. And you and I will mud wrestle it out to acquire his services. I guarantee you there. Cortland for all the cash. Number three. All right, stick it with the NFL player props theme. Let's work in one more. And let's go to the Charm City and talk about the Baltimore Ravens backfield and a player specifically, J.K. Dobbins, product of the Ohio State. Have to say that for copyright reasons. Uh, I am, however, fading, J.K., on this rush yards prop. Give me the under on 1,050.5 rush yards at minus 115. Now, look, his opportunity share is going to increase, uh, you know, admittedly, from 38.9%. He's probably going to be in the 45 to 55% range when it's all said and done here in this 2021 season. Yes, he was number three in yards created per touch uh, last year as a rookie. Yes, he was number seven in yards after contact per attempt with a 3.47 mark. Yes. Yes, he posted a laudable 19.4 missed tackle percentage, but the identity of Baltimore remains unchanged. It's going to be run heavy. They ran it 57.8% of the time last year, and that would seem beneficial for J.K. Dobbins, but there are other cooks in the kitchen, notably Gus the Bus Edwards, uh, who they signed to a pretty lucrative uh, extension here this offseason, and of course, Lamar Jackson. Both of those guys are probably going to count for 150 rush attempts apiece, Not only that, but Greg Roman has come out and said, hey, we need to throw the ball more downfield. We need to be not so run-centric within this attack. Uh, You pull that together with some of the prognosticators that are out there. Jeff Ratcliffe's got a pick for 945 yards. Mike Clay at 965 yards. I just think 1050 and a half Lundy on the rush yards. A wee bit too aggressive on J.K. Dobbins. Love the player. Don't like the prop. Fade or follow that under JK 1050.5 rush yards at minus 115. Yeah, this is such a crowded backfield and a team that needs to try to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I mean, look, they are going to be run heavy. We know that. Um, And you're going to always have that when you've got Lamar Jackson. But I am all about the idea of this being a spread out backfield. And for that, I do not think that he hits the quad digits. I think he stays below a thousand. I think he's probably closer to 925, 930. Um, And so this, I think, is going to be a comfortable number, even with that 17th game. Um, This is just it's a crowded backfield and and a good one at that. Like you said, this is not something where you've got a clear cut uh, number one running back I mean I suppose you do because you got Lamar Jackson but you know what I'm saying it's like it's just there Gus is good so is JK like you said this is not about disliking the player this is just about a prop that's set too high don't hate the player hate the prop stick around for my top picks in the NBA finals number two 
All right, let's go ahead and get to game numero cuatro in this matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. And let's start off uh, with somebody, uh, Fear the Deer, uh, and the Deer District's going to be hopping for a guy that has become a fan favorite because he plays with so much energy and passion off the pine. That is Bobby Portis. And give me the over, Lundy, on three and a half rebounds. Juiced up at minus 150, but I'm willing to pay it. Yeah, he's gone three, two, and eight boards in this series, getting 14, five, and 18 minutes. But you look over the course of the playoffs, it, at home uh, for Milwaukee, Bobby Portis, in eight of those home contests, has been over this three and a half rebounds line six times. You know, I think he's feeding off the crowd. Uh, again, with all the exuberance uh, with him bouncing and you know slapping balls off the boards, uh, I think he will have a distinct advantage rolling with the second team here. Again, feeding off that crowd, and I think it's going to be at least five rebounds in the box score when it's all said and done. So more of a kind of a trust your gut, a TYG special as you call it. But give me Bobby Portis over three and a half rebounds at a heavy juice of minus 150. You going to ride with me? Fade or follow. I will ride with you. Portis has been a lot of fun to be able to watch. He's also been a lot of fun to bet on uh, because yeah. a lot of these props have been paying off for us. So, yes, it is juiced up, but I'm with you that this is the juice that you're willing to pay when you feel confident about how a guy's been performing. Um, and, again, I, I, I get it. I think he feeds off the crowd, just like you said, and I think he takes that wingspan, that six foot ten frame, and is pulling down boards all night long. Ah, uh, yeah, shots of deer blood. That's uh, Jägermeister for those of you that haven't been to college in about three decades on Bobby Portis. Number one. All right, let's go to the Suns. Uh, and for some sick reason, Lundy, you and I lost our hides on Phoenix in game number three. Uh, I'm going back to the, the Suns well tonight, by the way. Maybe an early bonus time, but I'm going to take Phoenix plus four and a half. Why? Because I believe in the magical, mystical powers and the wizardry that is Chris Paul. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over on the crafty veteran. Eight and a half assists at minus 120. Look, he's been all over this number. It's, you know, it's set perfectly in this series. Uh, nine dimes, eight dimes, nine dimes. Uh, interestingly, you know, only 34 minutes played in the 20 point loss in game number three, but he still had the nine assists. So that's what he's done so far in the series. Uh, he added in what he did in the regular season. Uh, against this Milwaukee team. He had 13 assists in one and seven in the other. You know, he's been over this in three of five games, and Milwaukee has given up 1.132 points per possession over their last three contests, so, so far in this series. So it's going to be a sweat, no doubt about it. You're going to be beaten up. You're going to be pooling up in all the wrong places. But I think in the end, Paul lands exactly on nine assists yet again. So fade or follow that over eight and a half times, minus 120 for Chris Paul. Like a good neighbor, Chris Paul is there. <laughs> yes, I will follow you on this one. I think that he I'd actually a little early uh, potential bonus time. I think Ooh. he gets up over this, and I think he gets to double figures, Ooh. actually. I think he Ooh. gets above the nine. He has not hit double figures in assists since game one against the Clippers, but um, I think he does it tonight. I think this is going to be a great game, unlike the one that we saw on Sunday night where you and I got uh, uh, slapped around a little by the books. Um but I think that tonight's going to be a good game, and I think because of that, Paul's going to see the minutes go up. I think he's more likely to be in those upper 30s, low 40s minutes uh, tonight, and being out there on the court, obviously, you got to be out there to get the assists, and I think being out there for that many minutes is going to rack up the dime, so I'll follow. I'll take the over. All right, well, you just hinted uh, about uh, some bonus time and a double-double for Chris Paul. What else you got in our bonus time section of the pod? 
Yeah, two bonus times I'll throw out there. If you're like me and you think that Paul is going to have one of those games where he just kind of goes out there and magically takes over, uh, you can snag him to have a double-double at a plus 150. Mm. Uh, And again, he has not done that since game one against the Clippers when he had 15 and 12 uh, in 39 minutes. But again, I think he's going to have the minutes tonight, which means he's going to be out there, and I think he can get double figures uh, with the assist. So I'll take the plus odds and get seduced by the juice there. Also, how about this, Brad? You know, we like the one-and-dones, you know? Sometimes yeah. we like the over, uh, you know, 0.5 three-pointers, things like that. How about Jay Crowder to have a block? A block! Need, man. One block at plus 105 odds. And so I will take that one, and I'll be looking for Crowder to get his uh, long arms up in just the right spot to swat one away. Give me that at plus 105. Yeah, maybe like Connaughton or somebody will just like run into his hand. That's all we right. need. <laughs> That's uh, all I need, just, man. We just, just need one. one, man. Just one. That's all we're asking. All right, my lone bonus time play tonight. Give me the over on Cam Johnson made threes. That's over one and a half at plus 100. Yeah, let's get seduced by that juice uh he shot 43.8 percent from way downtown in the postseason uh, he's gone over this number in three of his last four so far in this series uh he's uh gone one two and two made threes uh chucking up 4.3 attempts per game and walking giving up 38.1 percent from along the arc over the last three so again johnson over one and a half made triples plus 100 absolutely adore that wager oh we got some poll results here lundy Again, Carson Wentz, past TDs this season, over under 24 and a half. And we got 173 votes currently submitted and still growing. 63% say over on that 24 and a half in agreement with us uh, right around 36-37% on the under 24 and a half and we got one comment here from Gambler's World I expect a big bounce back season from him especially with the team he has around him going with the over amen Gambler's World and there you have it uh, that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith of Noise podcast please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy follow me there at Noisy Huevos drop us a rating and a review would you kindly and as always until next time feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise